Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. Every need that you could have, everything that you can have, He sent Jesus to satisfy that. His presence in your life will fix it, satisfy it, cure it, heal it, fill That's it, right. whatever you need. God has a great plan for your life. Join Gloria and Kelly Copeland today as they discuss how coming together in God's presence brings insight into what He has in store. Next on The Believer's Voice of Victory. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Believer's Voice of Victory. Kelly's with us again today, and we are learning about what are we going to learn about today? Well, we've been the last two weeks. You're, I'm, I'm wrapping it up today and tomorrow, okay. but we've been talking about faith for today, faith for tomorrow, and faith for endurance. Good. We, uh, you did such a great job too, bringing us real practical things last week about faith for today, how to live and operate and why it's needed and how we operate oh today, God for no faith. matter what's going on. And then faith for tomorrow is understanding that we have to put our trust in the Lord that's right. and believing Him for what's to come and understanding that that's believing for things you don't even know about yet. Expecting things, good things. He says our minds don't even know what good things He has for us. That's right. But when we, ex when we have faith for tomorrow and we trust Him, He's putting things together for you and I that are fabulous. <laughs> That's the answer to peace. People don't have peace because they worry about tomorrow. Yeah. If you're gonna, it doesn't work to pray and worry. It works to pray, believe, receive the answer. Good, I've I believed I've received it and I have my answer. So you leave prayer with it. And it really comes down to trusting how much yeah, He loves us. It does. And when He was expressing to the disciples, which we've talked about the last couple of days, he was telling them, you can trust me. I know what I'm saying. And I know where I came from. And I'm just saying what the Father's telling me yes, to say. That's right. And I know that I can trust Him because His plan is eternal life. And so He says, I'm telling you the same thing. So we know we can trust that's Jesus because right. His plan for us is eternal life. Amen. But what He expressed to the disciples and He's expressing to you and I is He sent His Holy Spirit to tell us everything we need to know and that we can trust His plan, we can trust that He's talking to us. We just need to be listening. We need to have listening ears. That's right. And receive. What I want to talk to you about today and tomorrow, Mom, is receiving His presence. Praise receiving. God. Like That's what Jesus was telling the disciples. Receive His presence. Now, they gotten used to Jesus in the physical presence. So they were having to receive the yeah. presence of God in the Spirit the same way you and I have to decide to receive the presence of God in the Spirit by faith. And so that's what he was working with them on. And then in Acts, we started reading that uh, part of Paul's story. You know, Paul, he heard about Jesus from the disciples. And then he met Jesus in the Spirit. He didn't meet the physical Jesus that they walked with. They had to learn to meet him in the spirit. 
But that's really all Paul ever knew was a manifestation of the Spirit of Jesus talking to him. He talked to him. He saw him, but it was in the Spirit. And then he learned things from the Holy Spirit and walked them out just the way you and I are to learn things from the Holy Spirit. And you may see Jesus in the, in the physical form someday. You may not. I mean, we will someday because we'll be in heaven. But I mean, on the earth, but that's not what we're after. And even I talk a lot now about seeing the face of Jesus. I'm not talking about his physical form. I'm talking about in the spirit, knowing him, Amen. seeing him, um, humbling myself at his feet to hear what he has to say to me. In that position, um, Jesus said, you know, in the story of Martha and Mary and Martha, he, um, he told Martha, he said, Mary knows that one thing that she needs. Mm -hmm. And that's the one same thing one thing that you and I need is to listen, sit at his feet and listen to what he has Praise to say God. to us. And so Paul, I want to pick this up here and I really want to focus on his presence in the two different ways the next two days. Focus in his presence in each other. You know, one of the things that Jesus said to the disciples in his pre preparation for them to be without him in the, pres in the physical, he said, you need to love each other. So our love and our unity is a real manifestation of him in our lives. So that's, we're going to talk about that. And then we're also going to talk about his speaking presence in our lives. Well, his speaking presence is going to be, bring change. You know, last couple, few months ago, we were on the broadcast talking about correction. It's, it's going to come in a little bit today, but his change is good. His correction is good. Well, is good. His correction for us is an expression of his love and his presence Praise in our God. lives. And so we're going to see that today. But I want to go to set us up a little bit for those to hear. In Acts chapter 17, Paul was in Athens and I was recently in Athens. Um, Jenny has moved to Greece. Man, you raise your kids to be super kids and go off and do great things. And then when they go off and do great things, you just really have to trust the Lord. That's right. Because <laughs> they go off and do great things. But she's gone off and doing great things in Greece. But uh, anyway, I was there. And I stood in this chapter. He's standing on Mars Hill. If you've been there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's really not a hill. It's just a big rock. And so he's standing on this rock. I even have a picture of Matt. I was standing where the people would have been looking up to the top of this rock where Paul was preaching from. And I have a picture of Max standing. That's, in, that's an ex inspiring thing. It really it? was. I have a picture of Max standing up there where Paul would have been standing. And it's, it's not that far down. And so you're, you're up, I don't know how far it is, 20 feet maybe. Uh, up there, he was up here and he's talking to the Athenians. Now, the, the Bible tells us the Athenians would gather together and they would debate. And they would, t and it really sounds like today, it almost sounds like Facebook. <laughs> they, Argue maybe, huh? A public square. Now the public square is not the public square, it's Facebook. It's social media. It's places like that where people bat ideas. And they don't bat very nicely sometimes. You know, I, I, I've thought, you know, Christian bashing is terrible on the internet right now and it's not the it's not other people bashing Christians as much as Christians each bashing other? each other that's terrible. on their views. Well, that's what Satan's trying to bring is division. At the same time, while God is making a move to bring unity, of course, 
Satan is making a move to disunify. So you need to keep that in mind. Don't be on the wrong side of the argument, so to speak, in this sense. Don't be on a side of an argument. Just walk in love. That's right. And don't argue. The Word says avoid senseless arguments. You know, when you argue with something, all you do is dig them in deeper in what they think. But when you love and you express the truth in love, That's right. people change by the Spirit. And you'll never change people. Only the Spirit who knows all hearts is the one that is responsible for changing and helping people. Praise God. And even He won't do more than what people, people can lay hold of what they believe and keep it. But Paul, here they debate and they bat around ideas and debate with each other. And so they called him a bab. The New Living says, what's this babbler trying to say with these strange ideas he's picked up? <laughs> and he said, they said, I think he's preaching about some foreign gods. What verse is this? This is um, Acts 17. That was verse 18. So, um, so he ends up here on Mars Hill and he's talking. He's like, listen to me, you Athenians. <laughs> I was, I was, when I was in Athens, I thought, they still need to know what Paul was saying to him that day. And really what I noticed in Greek, Greece, the most wonderful people, mom, the most hospitable, wonderful people. And um, the society though is so wrapped up in being Greek and what that entails and who they are in the flesh sense and who they, and, and religion is wrapped up their minds where they think these certain things about God. But right now, Greece is the most open to Jesus and revival. There is a fire started in Greece and revival is happening. Because people's hearts are hungry, not for religion, but for Jesus. And this is the same thing Paul was saying to them. So, so here you are, even if he was standing on Mars Hill talking to these people down here, not just just steps away is the Acropolis where the Parthenon is. You know, you've seen the pictures of the Parthenon. It's at the top of the highest point in the city on the, at the Acropolis, and that's where the temple to the gods were. I think it's the temple to uh, Zeus or whatever. Anyway, so there's this God, and you know what? You can pour everything out to this God, you can offer your virgins and offer your time and offer your worship and offer your sacrifice and it won't get you anything. That's right. And that's what Paul was saying to them that day. It's like you worship, you pour yourself out to meet the needs of a God. But I love what he said to them. It's so evangelistic. And even now, you know, people pour their service out to, in the name of religion and it won't get you anything until you know God. That's right. Until you know God in the form of Jesus and in the form of a personal relationship with Him, it doesn't do anything for you. And listen to what Paul said about it. He said, to, uh, let's see, I will read from verse 22. Men of Athens, are you Athenians? I notice that you are very religious in every way. For as I was walking along, I saw your many shrines, you know, many symbols of service to religion we even today have. One of your altars had this inscription on it, to an unknown God. 
This God whom you worship without knowing is the one I'm telling you about. He is the God who made the world and everything in it. Since he is Lord of heaven and earth, he doesn't live in man-made temples. Now picture him. He's, I'm sure, pointing to the man-made temple. Mm-hmm. He's like, this God doesn't live up there in a building that you can see and touch. Human hands cannot serve his needs. Listen, there is nothing you and I can do to bring the presence of God into our life other than receive it. He's done what he needs to do to come and he's not here for us to meet his needs. This is important for us to realize. The religious mind says, wait a minute, I'm supposed to meet God's expectations and meet God's needs. And no, listen to what he said. Human hands can't serve his needs for he has no needs. He himself gives life and breath to everything and he satisfies every need. Don't you love that? Every need that you could have, everything that you can have, he sent Jesus to satisfy that. His presence in your life will fix it, satisfy it, cure it, heal it, fill it. That's right. Whatever you need. Change it if it needs to be changed. Change it. He will change us. I guarantee when he comes in, he changes everything. And he says here, um, his purpose for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, though he is not far from any of us. His purpose is that we find him. He's not hiding. In him, we live and move and exist. I love the way it says it in the King James. In him, we, we live and move and we have our being. What's he saying? This Jesus, this God, he is alive. What I want to tell you today, and I could keep reading this, please do read it because it's just so good. But what I want to tell you today is what Paul was telling them. We serve a living God. Mm -hmm. We serve a God who's present. He doesn't just throw us out there and say, yeah, make your way the best you can. You'll end up in heaven someday if you do good enough. That's not God. He's here to be involved. He's here to meet your needs. He's here to be in your everyday life. What does that look like? What does his presence look like in our life? Well, it looks like a couple of things. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I believe I'm going to get through this today because this part, because I have somewhere to go tomorrow and I'm not going to go back and repeat all this. So listen good. (laughs) But 1 Corinthians 12 tells us something. And I've really only just begun really seeing what he was saying in this chapter but it's so marvelous. It talks about this is our everyday existence. This is one way we see the presence of God in our lives. Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. You know that when you were still pagan, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. You know, you may not understand what he's saying if you don't go back to read what he said to the Athenians. We do not serve a speechless God. Mm, We do not serve a God who is not involved or care about our everyday life. He is speaking. We don't serve a God who's speechless. We serve a God who is not just speaking with words, but he is every day expressing himself to the church, to his people, in the church, through his people. He is expressing himself. Right now, wherever you're at, the Lord God is expressing himself to you through us. This mother and daughter team 
<laughs> who uh, all we want is for you to get the word Praise and to have God. his presence in yes, your life. That's why we sit here today doing this and not something else. It's because we're expressing his love to you today. He is expressing himself through us. He says, so I want you to know that no one speaking by the spirit of God will curse Jesus and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Spirit. So you know what? Everyone who says Jesus is Lord, they're expressing the Holy Spirit. Praise God. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but it's the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in each of us. What's he saying? God's talking, God's moving, God's expressing. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Remember what Jesus said to the disciples? He said, I'm leaving, so to help you, I'm giving you a new commandment, love each other. What was he saying? You need to express me to each other. That's our job is to love each other. It's our job. Mom, it's my job today to tell you how much I love you. Kelly, I love you too. And you know what? Call your mother. Tell her how much you oh, love her. Yes. Call your kids. Tell them how much you love them. Expre- and even if you think, well, they don't even know Jesus. Well, let them see him. Express that love. Be that person that's expressing the Holy Spirit today to whoever you come in contact with. Amen. Express love. I love you, Mother. You're precious you, to me. She's precious to Jesus. I love you. You're precious to him. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. To someone else, the Spirit gives the gift of healing. To one person, the power to perform miracles. The other, ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message from the Spirit is from the Spirit of God or another Spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in an unknown language, while another given the ability to interpret. And this is not the limit of things that he's expressing himself in. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. Listen, in each other, in you and I, the spirit is distributed among us. This is how he's bringing unity in the body is his spirit is beginning to pull us all in. He's beginning to pull all the things that we know. He's in like Ephesians said, the manifold wisdom of God. He said in Ephesians, he wants to point to the church as a display of his loving grace. That's where we're coming to. He wants to point, he wants the church to be the display of his many sides of wisdom. Well, one person doesn't have it all. It takes all of us to be a body. And as he's pulling us together, we need to be aware, not only aware, but thankful for the spirit of God expressing himself through each other. I think about the spirit and how he expresses himself to me through you. Even if it's, if you say something that, that may, you know, bring correction to my life, I appreciate that. It says he decides which gift each person should have. So, you know, there shouldn't be competing and complaining and protecting your space, protect, you know, competing with each other, competing with the gifts. We're supposed to work together. It's, you know, we come together with these, with these different strengths 
And if we allow it to, our strengths can knock and, and hurt. My strength can hurt you if I allow it to, or if you allow it to. But if one minor adjustment and we're fitting instead of striving. There's one answer to that. The scripture says, forgive if you have aught against any. Yeah, and Anything love. against anybody. And when I love you, I can hear what your strength is saying to me, even if it rubs my weakness the wrong way. Because many times that is a problem. And forgiving is a choice. You it is. a decision to do that. And then you may be indeed forgiving somebody for saying something that the Spirit of the Lord wanted you to hear. Because sometimes we don't like hearing or it. Or you could be forgiven or they a real could have been jerk. Mean, a real jerk. And every bit of it. But either way, the Lord will lead you yes. and talk to you. And you can go free from it. Yeah, that's right. But so God. here's what it says the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one body. So it is with the body of Christ. It says here, we've all been baptized into one body by one spirit and we all share the same spirit. Mm -hmm. I'm skipping around just for the sake okay. of time. Body has many parts, not just one part, but he's the one who placed everybody where they belong, put each part where he wants it That's right. and made us all different, made us all different parts. So God, verse 24, has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts, maybe even that have less dignity. But this makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer. And one part is honored, all the parts are glad. That's Praise the way we God. need to be That's right. in the folds, no in the different, all no of us. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. You know, he sent apostles, prophets, teachers, pe people who do miracles. You know, all of these people have a purpose. The apostle gives birth. The prophets enlighten. Teachers teach. People who do mm. miracles express outcome and the love of Healing. God. Those who have the gift of healing minister to others. Those who have help give help others. They give life help, direction, even counseling. The gift of leadership. Listen to this. I'm going to just take a minute to do this. When we come together, we're equipped. But I want you to find yourself in the Word. I'm going to do this fast. Tim, move that sign. Quit telling me how much time I have. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jesus is expressing himself through us. Now listen to this. He's the project minister. Minister. He's a project manager who directed the disciples to minister the loaves, the accountant who took care of the taxes. Jesus was the physician who healed them all, the counselor who helped the woman yep. at the well, the preacher who could preach all day or change the life with the word, the security detail who drove the money sellers out, the event and travel coordinator who sent out the disciples, the quartermaster who made sure they were supplied, the children's minister who blessed the children, the HR headhunter who hired God. the disciples, the transportation manager who ordered the donkey and new colt, the land maintenance manager who killed a useless fig tree, the chef mm -hmm. who barbecued fish for the team, the CEO who directs 10,000 angels. He is bringing good, all of us Kelly. together with yep. his equipment, expressing himself, expressing his love to each and every one of us today. Let's be thankful and let's be looking for his yes, presence I in mean. our lives today Praise in each God. other. Good Amen. job, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly and I'll be right back. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Be sure to get the notes at kcm.org notes. And remember, Jesus is 
Lord.